your idea of relaxation and my idea of relaxation is different. I so if I had to like leave my phone down and not do anything, the anxiety of thinking all the stuff that's going wrong or all the things that I need to do is not relaxing for me. Because mm-hmm. I'm still thinking of all the stuff that I could be doing right now and actually doing some stuff and accomplishing it is like more stress relief than anything. I actually envy people who can vacation without their phone. Like I envy you guys who can do that. I sit and I look at your stories. I see the couples on Instagram that say, yeah, vacation. We decided to leave our phones at home for the weekend. I would have to go buy a new phone whenever I got to wherever I'm going. <laughs> I would buy a new phone because again, that gives me anxiety. Right. And I don't know how healthy or unhealthy that is and what it means on a deeper level. I'm sure you guys will let us know in the comments, but I don't, I can't, that is not relaxing to me knowing that I might not use my phone. Yeah. So we'll go on dates and we may leave our phones in the car. I'm cool with that. Yeah. We'll go on dates and we may Turn our phones over. I am okay with that. We'll have a friend night and we'll say everybody's phone in the middle of the table while we're so that we can be present. So I know how to be present in moments, but telling me like planning something for me that's supposed to be relaxing and telling me that you're taking my phone away from me from day for days, the relationship could end. That's how maybe that's how attached I I guess I am to my phone, but I don't see it as an I'm attached to my phone kind of deal. It's like, I don't know. Like, I just like knowing that in the event of an emergency, I'm available. If somebody should need something, I'm available. And then for me, it's like, what if something happens with me and I need to reach out? Do you know how crazy I would go in an emergency flat tire and I don't have a phone? Do you remember how we used to panic back in the day when our phones would die and we're in the car before you had the car charger? Let me give another perspective of how we might be toxic, though. It might be. Yeah. So, obviously, before that, before a home phone, we just, we're at home. If you call me, great. If I'm out, you leave a message. And then you come home and you check your messages. Is it like somebody who really just loves, enjoy, they really love cocaine? My phone is definitely my cocaine. And when I don't have it, I'm not having a good time. I need a little bit just to like level me out. So, and Mm -hmm. and maybe it's not relaxing for somebody to not have a little bit of cocaine handy. (laughs) Right? Yeah. So the work could be, and, and I don't know, is building a business just as damaging to a person as an addiction and three, two, one. You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepless for Suckers himself, David Shands. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of The Social Proof Podcast. No, I'm going to let you finish. I'm I'm going to let you finish because last week, last week, we talked about, so King Energy is here, um, as he always here. So he talked about um, Pluto's alignment and how things are going wrong in your life and things are disrupting people's relationship because Pluto's here and he's leaving. Is he she? She. She. All right. Oh, all right. So she's leaving all right, don't, Pluto, don't the, planet, the planet. The <laughs> planet. Don't overdo it, Keenan. <laughs> 
All right, Pluto's Pluto's leaving, and it's going to be all good after March 10th. Yeah, well, so last week we discussed this exactly seven days ago. And prior to that conversation, me and David got together like, yo, what's going on? And then me and other friends have gotten together just talking, and I'm noticing people are, like, in distress and despair right now, just not feeling themselves. And then after you said that it had something to do with Pluto uh, being back in its aligned position for the first time in X amount of time, and it's an energy drainer, it's pulling the energy away and introducing, it's killing the energy, it's killing the vibe. Hold on, killing or healing? Oh, it's It's healing. healing. You don't even know what's going on with... Yeah, it's forcing you to, which is draining. Yeah, okay. All right, so it's forcing us to deal with problems and issues and things that we hadn't dealt with. So David and I, if you go back and watch the episode right before this one, we clowned King Energy, right? I mean, I was less clowning and more intrigued, but because David was clowning, I had to clown just a little bit. (laughs) Point is, we just didn't understand. So I go to my esthetician and she's talking to me about things that are going on. I talk to some other people. They're talking to me about some things that are going on. My hairstylist. And so later that night, I text David and I was like, well, before that, because all these people are just kind of telling me how they feel in the moment, I'm like, yo, everybody is just in this negative space where they're dealing with, and the conversation is dealing with these things that are boiling over. So I started to do some research about Pluto. And I talked about the, the effect of Pluto. I, I researched the effect of Pluto on your mental clarity, mental energy, focus, all these things. And I found some articles that supported what you said. I screenshot them, circled them, and sent them to David via text and was like, yo, King Energy might be on to something. And so the agreement, the joking agreement that I have with people who are connected to me that have shared some like things that they're dealing with, I'm like, yo, make no decisions prior to March 10th. Because according to King Energy, March 10th... And the internet. And the internet... Well, I didn't see that on the internet. But according to King Energy, March 10th is when Pluto is making her way out of here and I guess will be misaligned again. She's getting the heck on. Uh, and so well, I'm going to give... Mic, I'm going to give some... I feel like he's looking at you like, yo, this is all I'm going to give Pluto a couple about. of extra days, you know, like a grace period. So because according <laughs> to King Energy, it goes away on the 10th. I'm not making any major changes in relationships or friendships or anything until March 5th. Like, I'm not eliminating any products that I feel like might not be any offers. I'm not making any big changes until March 15th. So my friends and I are, like, literally sending one text. March 10th? I'm like, nah, March 15th. We in this together. Pluto, what's good? Pretty sure that energy was trash. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm <clears throat> He's no, here's the thing. Here's, no, no, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Are you okay. high? So, Is that what happens? Well, like, it's, I don't use drugs. Okay. okay. So that's really like people who are really zen, like do CBD and hemp oil and things like that, that make you... I did hemp oil, and it it wasn't supposed to, according to what they said, but it made me feel high. Well, here, here's the, here's the thing. Zen. It's not about only because you're king energy. Like yeah. you gotta energy isn't always about like volume or being extra. Sometimes it's I'm king energy. Yeah. I help people. Well, his energy is smooth. 
Yeah, but it's he's not, it still has, he's not well, that's what I'm saying, but it's still I'm not telling you how to use your energy. But I feel like there there's a But you are. There's a there's a relaxed intensity. So yeah. it's mm, so you're there, missing the intensity. So there's one where I'm king energy and I help people heal. Or I can I'm kidding, king energy. I help people heal. Let's do it one more time. That, yeah, let's just walk away let's, and come back. Let's let's practice right. this. With a name like King Energy, bro, like there gotta be some. I mean, I want to feel like. I need to feel. Like, yeah, I need ooh, to feel. He can't energy. But, but, but yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. And but Pluto, I want to feel that you're Pluto's, really spiritual. Pluto's out of a, Pluto is out of alignment. So maybe, so. maybe KE <laughs> is affecting you too. Okay, go, go ahead. Go ahead, bro. And be yourself. It's cool. However you do it, it's fine. What up, y'all? I'm King Energy, spiritual coach, spiritual healer. I help entrepreneurs. Where'd I come from? I don't know. That's not even... Where's that you, been? I still want you to be yourself. Is that you? That is me. So then... What different was, parts of me. Y'all get different parts of me. Gotcha. Okay. I feel I'm like... Right. Yo, first off, I rock some King Energy. I want that, like, you my guy. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, t- so tell us... Okay. Am I on the right track? So, we're here <laughs> to help heal. So what's going on, it's not for you to put anything on pause. You might have things that you need to release and let go of. Mm. So if you're holding on to it, after Pluto gets, gets out of this alignment... I still don't know text messages, that. It still might come up. <laughs> it still might come up. So this is the time where you're supposed to heal and you're being guided to heal. So it's possible that March 11th, I could still be feeling the same stuff. If you don't pay attention... Like, if you just like, okay, Pluto is here, I'm putting it to the side... Yes, because it's a buildup. Well, so what I have been doing is being verbally expressive lately. Okay, that's good. <laughs> I okay, have just been putting it out there. <laughs> <laughs> I have been verbally expressing. So I feel like that's dealing and healing, is it? Yeah. Like, I'm not holding it in. I'm just telling you straight up, what's up? Speaking your truth. I am right. absolutely speaking, speaking my truth. However it may come out. Some people are not going to understand, but as long as you start to speak your truth and stop holding it in. Mm. Too many times in America, we feel a way, but we don't speak it. Mm-hmm. We never let it out. I understand you don't have to react every time something makes you upset, but you got to let it out some way, somehow. Mm. So if you're not reacting, how are you letting it out? So responding and reacting... Okay, right. So <clears throat> reacting, okay, if something happens, you respond like, okay, if I, re- if I react this way, this can happen or that can happen. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be chill right now, but later on, I might go out into nature and hug a tree to release it. Does that make sense? Aw, do you do As that? an example or real? You're a tree what? hugger? Yeah, I just started. My boys back in Miami laugh at me, but they're starting to do it now too. What does that do? Because the trees give you like it helps you the air, it cools us down, gives us shade. Trees do cool you yeah, down. Everything is spirit. Everything has God wow. in it. Everything has God in it. This girl. God is just not in one box. God is everything. And all she's here for it. So all right. you go out, take your shoes off, connect to nature. I do that. I do that. I do connect. Yeah. You you go outside and take your shoes off? Mm-hmm. Stand on soil, stand on grass, like real grass. Whatever. In fact, we are purchasing a property and there's a tree that I was about to have cut down because I don't want squirrels jumping back and forth on the roof. But I'm going to go hug that tree. Go hug it. 
and the squirrels gonna hug you. your house. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they gonna they gonna get real I'm just comfortable in that attic. Tree back so that I can maintain like. I'm gonna go hug it today. In fact, you're gonna hug a tree. I'm gonna go hug it and see what it feels like. You ever hug trees? You hug trees? You would. You you're gonna try it? Because we should you be skin to bark when you're hugging the tree? Whatever you feel, let the spirit tree hug you. Do I do that? You hug trees? She's looking like I don't hug trees. I'm not going to hug trees. Have you seen a tree? Joe, you hug trees? Grounding, that's yeah. it, right? <clears throat> that's when you're standing, connecting. Yeah. But so is hugging a tree. Yeah. Imagine just standing on the... I'm going to go outside with my robe on and I'm going to stand on the roots of the tree and get really close to it. And then I'm going to open my robe so nobody can see but the tree. And I'm going to give that tree a hug. Like with your situation? On yeah, it. I'm going to go skin yeah. to bark. I promise you're going to feel so different. At first, it was weird for, to me. Now, if I Unless get bitten I by an ant, I'm coming to see you. <laughs> it shouldn't be any. So you do it. You do it like half naked too. Nah, nah, I don't do it. But I'll tell you, take your shirt off and then. Not right now because it's cold. Well, think but you about would in, the, in the summer. I would if I was in Miami or back home in the islands. Think about how you connect with your baby. And it's skin to skin. Yes. But in, original, initially, it's to transfer that energy. Like at, when a baby is born, they immediately put it on the chest of a mom or yeah. a dad. It's to transfer that energy and establish some type of a connection. Mm. It's a spiritual connection. Like we are chemically and spiritually connected. So if you're thinking about this and you are really spiritual on a deeper level, I understand this is really baseline information for you. Um, no, that's deep. This is... <laughs> this is... Yeah, but because I am because I know the power of spirituality spirituality through just sound and frequency, I don't know anything about tree hugging, but I am willing to give it a try. I'm about to shake up the neighborhood. A lot of us always hear about God and it, God wants us to experience God. Mhm. It's time to experience God, and that's what I do. I help people experience God. I put God into action. Just how Moses uh lift up the staff, right? He put the authority, God was the power. So mm. God wants us to live that way, but we're so caught up in hearing what God did for other people, we don't believe it that God could do it for us. Mm. So it's just time to experience God because God is in the trees. Because the trees help you to breathe, like you're bringing in air. They are oxygen. The you do put trees and plants around to improve air quality and oxygen. I agree. No, you don't know. You didn't know that. I do know that. <laughs> you did not. Know I do that. know, like for sure. Trees provide oxygen. Absolutely. I was just at your house. I don't remember seeing a single plant. I don't have a problem breathing. clears the oxygen and it, it purifies you the air. Sage? All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. 
with NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. and it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. I do. You burn sage? (laughs) Yes, I do. You burn sage for what reason? To help clear and um, raise my vibration. Mm-hmm. How is burning sage going to help? Because we like they they want to like repel the demons and clear bad energy or something like that. Well, I don't necessarily repel demons. Um, Isn't through... that I'm I'm on the right track? Though. That's what yeah. people use it for. So you can use it for just to raise your vibration. It doesn't have to. Be. It's whatever your thought make it. So. So sage is a natural resource. It's a healing herb. It's just a natural resource that grows out of the ground like a plant. And its intent is to be a healing herb. But who... Okay. So do you burn weed? Or burn dandelions? Or burn... (laughs) So you're saying... I know people who burn weed and it definitely (laughs) shifts the energy. But they're not burning it. it and then just putting it in a house have you they're putting ever, it in their body. Have you ever been in a room with someone who has smoked weed and you caught contact? No. Don't play these games with me right now. I've not. <laughs> Don't play I've these not games got with in me. a room like, oh, I feel high. I feel like, dang, it's made of smoky in here. If you stay in it long enough, you will establish contact okay. from the burned marijuana. Okay. So here's, okay. So, who decided that if you burn sage, it clears the energy or raises your vibration? Who who decided that? Our well, ancestors. You know, they study what something does. They see, okay, this has who a pattern. Who studied it? So, people that came before us, scientists. Who? Our ancestors. Who studied it? Let's look it up. We can Let's figure that out. We can look it up. Somebody just tell me It's who. just like in 2,000 years, somebody's going to say... Who studied that Wi-Fi can connect you from point A to point you B all over the world? You can point to a person. Yeah, well, let's point it out. I'm sure we can look that up. Okay. All right. So, this... and we are more well, we are more documented in understanding now. We don't know in 2,000 years if our level of understanding now will be the same as it is at that time. For sure. So you know it's crazy. I've never burned sage, but I mean. The things that I I think I I don't deal with I don't deal with a whole lot of let me put it this way I've never burned sage there are people that burn sage we both have problems and issues in our lives <laughs> I don't think I'm any more or less because I do or don't burn sage 
it might be a placebo mm-hmm. where I feel like when I burn sage, because someone told me when I burn sage, it clears the energy. Or if I wear a rock on my neck, who decided that that rock is a barrier for unsuccessful things in my life? Well, according to this quick Google search, y'all don't, it's just a quick Google search, okay? Um, our ancient Egyptians and Romans started this process many, many centuries ago. It started as an herb that was used to treat ulcers, digestive issues, memory problems, and sore throats. Burning of sage became came later with smudging of sage because it was established as a Native American cultural or tribal practice, although it's not practiced by all groups. That's all it says here. It was a tradition created by the smudging was a tradition created by Native Americans, but the use of its healing power was established by ancient Egyptians and Romans. Yes. So I would not deny that a plant can heal. So the plants heal. Somebody in this community said, yo, we're going to get a bowl and smudge this joint. And now we see people smudging. That's crazy. I've never heard that word before, but I know what it is. Could you see people like do the little smudge around the bowl? That's smudging. That, right? Well, no, that's not. That's the song that's bowls. So smudging is when you <laughs> smudging is when you do this. Muddle. Think of a muddle. Okay. Right. They decided to <laughs> smudge or muddle the sage. Yeah. And then someone decided, well, smudging it and burning it will do the same thing as the healing of us taking it. Well, you think on a deeper level. So when you smell things right now, it makes you feel differently. If you walk into a spa and smell peppermints and mints, how do you feel? You instantly feel relaxed. If you walk into a bathroom behind someone who just had diarrhea, how do you feel? You instantly feel grossed out and maybe angry depending on the situation. (laughs) So it is a fact that our senses are was activated or triggered by smell. So I don't know that this is fact, but it could be, okay, we've discovered that this sage does something to sick people. As I am treating them, I am noticing that the fragrance from it is making me feel a certain type of way. Let's explore this more. Mm -hmm. Maybe back then, if you broke the leaf, it will release fragrance. Well, fire has been around since the beginning of time. So if I burn it, what happens? Who's to say that that wasn't the process? I noticed that in using it for this purpose, it makes me feel this way. Mm-hmm. Just like when I was in the, going to the spa avidly and I, I noticed that if I weren't feeling well, a little nauseous or headache and things like that, I go into the spa and suddenly my headache is gone. So I went to the spa for relaxation, but over time I realized that that fragrance calms my headaches. So then I started to buy pure peppermint oil and I'll rub it into the, my temples to relieve a headache. For sure. Who's to say that that wasn't the process? But the way people use it now is the is way that, that if I burn sage, it releases negative energy or protects my house from negative energy. So it's said to cleanse. Okay, outside of what that says. Right. You've never seen a whole culture. I have seen that. You've seen it, Yes. Who decides that when you burn sage, negative energy flees from your environment? Or or you wear a certain type of uh, stone on your neck and it protects you 
from negative vibes. So I think it's different in dif- different cultures. I think that like that I'm sage healing. Yeah, well, all cultures do that, the burning of sage to release demons and stuff. And that probably came from some type of voodooism or practice like that. Um, I believe so. And we probably turned that up. We definitely turned it up. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to get they use it in slaughtered the in the comments. Especially but like the Catholic Church when they're smoking that sage. And Catholics have so many idols. It's yeah. ridiculous Absolutely. in the Catholic, Catholic. Church. Oh, which is direct. First off, the Catholics changed the whole, not, not the whole, but they changed, they got their own set of Ten Commandments yeah. to accommodate the things that they believe. So yeah. let's, don't get me started on the Catholics. No, I'm just saying how they, the church in general. In right. Regular church. Super church weird. It's still Catholic. super weird, right? Yeah. It's no, nobody, nobody said, or even the God that they believe in yeah. didn't say, burn this and all of the negative energy will leave your house. My point is, if someone's burning energy, somebody's burning sage, and may, okay, in, in a, if they're using it in a religious practice, they're probably going against their own particular religion, my personal opinion. But I, I guess the argument is if it makes you feel good and in your head. Like you said, who says it? Or is it the person? We have yeah. God within us. So we choose to give something power or not. Just like the government. If you believe in the government system, that's what works for you. If you 100%. don't, that's what works for you as well. That's the choice that we have as human beings. I feel that. Yeah. I don't know where it started. In in my so here's 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 my my approach. And somebody was like, "Man, I love somebody. I don't. I, f- I forgot the, the 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 conversation. But my reply to it was, everything on my page is my opinion. Everything is my opinion." And obviously, for good communication, I mean, uh, you know, a good conversation, we can go back and forth. But I'm very—I'm not gonna like argue. You know, how, like people get mad and start arguing their opinion. I can't force someone to believe what I believe. What I believe works for me. What you believe works for you. Now, for the sake of conversation, we can go back and forth, and we can. I, I can't decide that you believing that sage releases energy from your house or releases, you know, protects you in some way. If that makes you feel good or feel protected, some people just have a gun yeah. and they feel like the them having the gun protects them. Yeah. Like, I feel more confident. I'm good now. See, the thing what I tell everybody is to see God in everything. So if you have the gun, see God in the gun, whatever it may be. If you got sage, see the power of God in that sage, clear it out. You don't do it absence of God. You put God in everything. Even but, the water, I pray over the water, and I put God in the water. But it is, it is witchcraft, though. What? Putting ooh, God in everything. Ooh, I think it's witch or putting God in. If everything. so, for instance, depending on the God you believe in, right? Whatever God you believe in probably has a certain set of standards, where some people give praise to the universe. I thank the universe for. But typically, the God that people believe in maybe wouldn't be pleased with them praising something that they created versus the creator himself. 
It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Yeah. So I, if, if we're saying this is what protects me, so in, for me in my church, we don't, there's no crosses in our church because the Bible talks about how it's an idol. If you believe that this cross saves you, like in those horror movies where you hold up the cross and it's supposed to repel demons, God said, don't use, don't make anything out of wood or stone that represents me. That has no power. The cross has no power and it becomes an idol. People have been praying to crosses for decades in the church. The, the, the guy that wrote the Bible or, or, or the one that people believe in directly. There are direct scriptures that say you shouldn't honor or pray to anything, but they'll have the big cross in the front and they're going to kill me in the comments. Oh my God. (laughs) The Christians are going to kill me. And I'm a Christian, but it's an idol. Yo, first off, they killed Jesus on a cross and we use the cross as something to remember. If somebody killed somebody in your family with a knife, are you going to wear a knife around your neck? You're going to hang knives in your house? That's crazy. It was an execution tool. But if we look at the history on how we started to use the cross, it was an idol and we're using it for protection. My point is, whatever you're using to protect you becomes your God. So if you believe sage burning in your house is protecting you, sage is your God? No, cleanse. No, not not everybody. People use protection though for... Sage. Are yeah. condoms right. your Whatever God? Because you <laughs> <laughs> it protects you. <laughs> I just don't see validity in that comment. I don't. I don't believe that the things in the oh, physical gosh. that God allowed His people to create are my God because I believe it's my protection. When it, it comes to worship, though. Well, when it comes to worship, that's different. I can't think of a time that I've ever. <laughs> Well, it was God a valid is, point. I look at everything as a tool. Just how we use <laughs> people worship and bang on condoms, <laughs> especially after the fact when that period is missed. Oh my <laughs> God, we had the condom. We used it. I promise, we used it. 
Oh, oh my uh, goodness. People are definitely worshiping plan B's. So Y'all are crazy. Oh, we got, so, like, water. I might have worshipped the plan B in time or two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway, all right. Can, can we, how, how was your week? Uh, thank you so much, King Energy. I appreciate thank it. Thank you, King Energy. How was your week? Um, <laughs> I got tears. <laughs> my week was my week was really really good. Oh yeah, I had a good week this week. I have been. So uber productive um, this week, like more than, did I tell you that? More than, more than, more than probably the whole year. I've had a really, really good week. Um, I brought my operations manager in town this week to work with me in person Mm. so we could knock out some really big projects. So we've been working together in person to knock out um, some projects and uh, yeah. That's that's about it. So have you you felt better this week? Yeah, I actually have been feeling better this week. And it's not even the tenth. It's not even the tenth. Now I am still I'm not like over the hump, mm-hmm. right? But I see the light at the end of the tunnel. Cool. Like before, it was like all I could focus on was what is wrong. Mm-hmm. Like where's this coming from? What's wrong? And now I am like I think this is getting better. Like we can navigate this. This is not abnormal okay. kind of feeling. You keep choosing to drink this poison. I love this water. But, it tastes so good. But you read the ingredients. You know why it tastes good? Because of all the poison that's in it. <clears throat> it's not poison. It's ionized hydration. Right. Read the ingredients. It's purified water with mm-hmm. electrolytes for taste. I like the water. Let me see. Let me see your ingredients. Real if quick. I started looking at everything you put in your body. Let's look at these ingredients. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like she's she's like judging my water, but beyond the henny. You know what I mean? Like what's the, who's worse? Have you looked at the back of a Hennessy bottle? First of all, you ain't ever and will never see me drink Hennessy. <laughs> no, no. What? what? No, I am. You ever seen her like a little loose? You have she's never seen classy. me a little loose. <laughs> you have never in your life seen me a little nah, loose. You're right. Have you? But alcohol, oh no, Miami was a little loose. Yeah, alcohol, alcohol is way worse than this. I don't drink alcohol like that. You're consuming this all day, every day. It's water. But it's not a good you brand eat of water. church's chicken, fam. I do not Yo, eat you church's not, chicken. You will not come at my choices of things I put in my body. Anyway, uh, <laughs> thanks for asking. My week was cool. So David, how was your week? It was good. Give me a highlight. My daughter is amazing. Golly, she's, she's so about to be beautiful. One. She's about to be one. She's just so happy. Ah, uh, she's so like clingy and connected to me. I can hold her, and if I put her down and walk away, she cries. Hmm, that's interesting. If I give her to even like, I'm not gonna. Say my wife, but but I, if I give her to somebody else and I walk away, she cries. She did not. I did not have that experience. When I was just there at your house, yeah. And she, I put her to sleep. She was calm. She was. She peaceful. was crying for a little. She bit. was happy. She was crying for a little. She, at first, she was crying because of the dog. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, she she like literally. <laughs> she does love you to she so much. Loves me, man, she does. and I have not. I don't think I've you know stop. I don't think I ever had, um, I never had someone need me and love me and want me so much. So, like, outside of, like, you know, my my wife or my mom, like, they love me, but 
she literally relies on me for her well-being and her happiness. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel amazing. It makes me feel important. It makes me feel that there's somebody in this world who, um, who, who needs me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it makes me feel worth... That's why I, I could never, like, do something to harm myself where, um, where I would... Anything that I decide to do, I would never do something that's going to compromise my ability to be in her life because she needs me too much. Mm-hmm. So um, that's amazing. We got our certificate of occupancy for the, the new studio. Congrats. Tomorrow, no, not tomorrow, uh, Friday, in a couple of days, we go to New Orleans and we, um, we're closing on a, I think it's a six unit. This is the one with Terrica. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, six unit uh, property right in the French Quarter. Mm, strong. What's the plan for it? Um, Airbnb. Okay. Yeah. And, and we're going to, I think we're going to tear down the whole thing and just build it up new. But um, that's really exciting. I've uh, been looking at land and properties and stuff like that. And just... Like daily. Daily. I'm on it daily. Every single day. Yeah. So, um, actually, I was just talking to Terrica. We got we got a, um, some land around the corner that's under contract waiting for the survey to come back where it'd be an event space at the bottom. And then six... We can go up six stories. So, I guess five... Six. Five units um, okay. above. Well, five floors. So hopefully we can put two units on each floor when we go above. Huh? Here or there. What do you mean? No, this is land literally around the corner in Dor- Doraville. Yeah, this has been under contract for like 30-something days. We're just waiting for the survey to come back. And then I'm putting in another contract on some land in Lakewood. What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? 
Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you... No, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal mm. david is playing monopoly what are we doing what are we you doing you manifested right this day did I? You have been a lover and an obsessor over Monopoly for years, for as long as I have known you. I want to play today. You want to play? Even before I can play later. Okay. I can play tonight. I can play after six. Okay. Yeah. Right, you have been like, you want to play Monopoly? You want to play Monopoly? Let's play Monopoly. I want to play Monopoly. I dominate at Monopoly. That is, nobody can see me in Monopoly. You have been saying this <laughs> for years, mind. and yeah. now you're playing Monopoly. It's so dope because in the game, like, there's strategy, right? So you pick up a property, you pick up some, like, different color sets, and you have to literally work the room to get your own color set. So if I have a yellow, you have a yellow, and Joe has a yellow, I have to figure out how to get all three yellows by giving you some sort of color set or almost getting you there or making a deal attractive and then, like, building up strategically where you got some cash, but you're waiting for somebody to land on your property do you go all in with your bread or do you keep some just in case you got to land on somebody else so you don't got to take the property down? For, like, it's just it's just an amazingly wonderful game that teaches you a lot about entrepreneurship mm. and people because you got to work the people. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think for entrepreneurs, I think as entrepreneurs, we see the entrepreneurial lesson or business lesson in everything. Everything. In everything. Like, I can look at everything. Remember, Kenny was telling you the other day, like, even in my dog, Mm -hmm. uh, who's blind, who's had major uh, life-threatening surgery, and, you know, just how he's so resilient, and he keeps bouncing back, and no matter what happens to him so far, he's going to show up, and he's going to perform. Even with his head tilted, he's still going to handle his business and Mm -hmm. do what he has to do. Um, But there's, there's a lesson in everything, and I think, I think we grow. I think people grow further. Like people can shoot past you. We can start at the same level and shoot past one another based on how we interpret our experiences and the things around us. That's a fact. That's yeah. A fact. Yeah. It was her dog came to my house 
And uh, Brandon was, was actually mad. It. He was like, yo, you hate dogs. You let her bring it out. But you sent me the video of Sarai, like, playing with the dog and all that kind of stuff. But the dog is blind. So he'll walk <laughs> around and hit his head on every wall. It's like, doop. And then he's like, oh, just... He'll keep walking and going to... Like, he'll just gonna keep walking and then, doop. Just... He just keeps hitting his head. And Kenny was like, yo, entrepreneurs can learn so much from Solo. Mm-hmm. Some people, if you can't see where you're going, you would just stay still. Yep. I can't see it. So, I mean, there's, there's a couple different... We can have a whole conversation about Solo, but um, I think because we can... We're not like blind dogs, right? Mm-hmm. And even though it might be clouding your head where I don't see exactly where I'm going, but we should at least go somewhere. Yeah. It's better to jump into real estate, jump into personal development, jump into like something that allows um, allows you to experience what it's like to hit your head up against a wall. Mm-hmm. But the, the difference between us is we can actually chart our course and we can see the wall like, oh, nope, uh, I, I ran up against that wall. I hired too fast. I put too much money in my business. I didn't put enough money into marketing, right? Mm-hmm. And we can continue to bump our head because that's all we've done, right? That's all we do. We just jump bump in. our heads and we jump in, bump our heads and change direction. And the cool thing is the faster you become excited or the more excited you become about bumping your head, the faster you can get to clearing the obstacle. Right. So I don't, I don't think we ease into anything. We just... Go Let's all go. in. What Let's just go. <laughs> what are we doing? Here's the sauce, though. So the reason I can, like, keep putting these joints under contract is because I partner with Terica, where this is all she does. Mm-hmm. She does not lose in real estate. Mm-hmm. So I don't know a whole lot. I, I know, like, area, like, what we can do with it and all that kind of stuff. I have that vision where I can, like, be in my gift and that. But every deal I send to Terica. Mm-hmm. And we part every deal, mm-hmm. right? So that is, that's going to be the hack. Like, jump into something, but find somebody that, like, that's all they do. Yeah. You feel me? I'm not... I invested one time with a person who kind of did real estate and I lost my money. Because they do real estate and all kind of other stuff. She not even into, like, coaching and teaching like that. I'm ushering her into that. Mm-hmm. She not even into that. She like, yo, I, I got 400 doors. I got 400 units. That's all I do. So if somebody wanted to get into podcasting, they need to come. See you. I want to invite you to pick my brain. Mine too. Mine too. Your too? Mine too. Your too. They okay, you guys. Brain. We are so excited because we just dropped our newest podcast series called The Brain Picker Podcast. David. Oh, it's going down. You get to pick our brain. You have a business idea, a concept. You're stuck. You can't get off the ground. You need the advice of seasoned, experienced entrepreneurs. Not only entrepreneurs that are practitioners, but we got a lot of people that we've been coaching all over the last decade. All over the globe. They got receipts. Not just that, you never know where your next investor might be hanging out. And the word on the street is, we got all the connections. That's a big fact. We got all the connections. So if you want to sit down with us and pick our brains. In front of our audience. And we're letting you pick our brains. We won't even talk bad about you for doing it in front of our audience, bringing your business maximum exposure. Find the link somewhere around here, wherever you see it. It's there. And apply right now to pick our brain. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get it. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> or Donnie, you know what you're doing. I kind of know. I know a little something. Or like 
if they want to... I got a camera and feel like I'm a professional. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, come to the house. I got you. I walked somebody through Ecamm the other day. (laughs) If somebody's smart, if they want to be a coach, they will come to Donnie and say, hey, I want to be a coach, Mm -hmm. but I want to partner with you on my coaching program. Mm -hmm. If they're smart. If they're smart. If... I mean, some people will, if they're confident, they'll say, let me just pay you to coach me to do it myself. But if they're thinking on a whole nother level, they're going to say, Donnie, I got this amazing program. I built this business and now I want to coach on it. Take me, take me under your wing, kind of supervise some of the stuff that I'm doing and you'll get a percentage and your income will be tied to how big this thing goes. That would be the approach for somebody that's really forward thinking. Forward thinking. Yeah. But we're so tied to this is mine and I want this. Yeah. I mean, I even had to grow out of that space too. Um, Because collaboration, I'd always wanted to collaborate, right? But earlier, I was more successful at whatever I did by myself. Like, I want to collaborate so badly that it's causing me to not be as successful as I could be. And then when I will branch off and do things by myself, because my my work ethic, David, my work ethic is like nobody else I know, not including you, but or Kenny. My work ethic is just there's just a handful of us yeah. that that I could say they match my work ethic. For sure. My work ethic is something different. So in some of the circles that I'm in, the way that I work seems obsessive. And maybe it is obsessive, but I would not be happy not doing it. Yeah. It, this brings me joy. Like, taking a vacation and being complete. Like, I'll say things like, I'm going somewhere and I'm not doing any work, right? My idea of not doing any work might be... Doing a little work. Doing a little work. <laughs> Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Like, doing work, like, what other people would consider work isn't work to me. Like, I do this. And you do need a break. My idea of not doing any work would be, like, not fooling around in technical stuff, right? Where I don't have any business doing that. I might take a vacation and let my clients know that, hey, we're not meeting this week. No meetings this week. That's not doing any work. But when I'm somewhere, I am mapping out the rest of my year. I'm brainstorming about as soon as I get back, this is what I want to do first. And to other people, that's work. For me, it's just like living. Like, and you know, <laughs> but people will try to judge you like, oh, you're not working. But your idea of relaxation and my idea of relaxation is different. Okay. I So if I had to like leave my phone down and not do anything. The anxiety of thinking all the stuff that's going wrong or all the things that I need to do is not relaxing for me. Mm -hmm. Because I'm still thinking of all the stuff that I could be doing right now and actually doing some stuff and accomplishing it is like more stress relief than anything. I actually envy people 
who can vacation without their phone. Like, I envy you guys who can do that. I sit and I look at your stories. I see the couples on Instagram that say, yeah, vacation. We decided to leave our phones at home for the weekend. I would have to go buy a new phone whenever I got to wherever I'm going. <laughs> I would buy a new phone because again, that gives me anxiety. Right. And I don't know how healthy or unhealthy that is and what it means on a deeper level. I'm sure you guys will let us know in the comments. But I don't, I can't, that is not relaxing to me. Knowing that I might not use my phone. Yeah. So we'll go on dates and we may leave our phones in the car. I'm cool with that. Yeah. We'll go on dates and we may turn our phones over. I am okay with that. We'll have a friend night and we'll say everybody's phone in the middle of the table while we're so that we can be present. So I know how to be present in moments, but telling me like planning something for me that's supposed to be relaxing and telling me that you're taking my phone away from me from day for days, the relationship could end. That's how maybe that's how attached I, I guess I am to my phone, but I don't see it as an I'm attached to my phone kind of deal. It's like, I don't know. Like, I just like knowing that in the event of an emergency, I'm available. If somebody should need something, I'm available. And then for me, it's like, what if something happens with me and I need to reach out? Do you know how crazy I would go in an emergency flat tire and I don't have a phone? Do you remember how we used to panic back in the day when our phones would die and we're in the car before you had the car charger? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Let me give another perspective of how we might be toxic, though. It might be. Yeah. So, obviously, before that, before a home phone, we just, we're at home. If you call me, great. If I'm out, you leave a message. And then you come home and you check your messages. Is it like somebody who really just loves, enjoy, they really love cocaine? My phone is definitely and, my cocaine. And when I don't have it, I'm not having a good time. I need a little bit just to like level me out. So, and, mm -hmm. and maybe it's not relaxing for somebody to not have a little bit of cocaine handy. <laughs> right? Can, yeah. So the work could be, and, and I don't know, is building a business just as damaging to a person as an addiction? Or is, I mean, it's an addiction for sure. Um, I think that, so yes, there are, I think that there are stages in which people are building their businesses um, through addict, like they, they got to get a hit. It's an addiction and it's a dangerous, it's a dangerous obsession. But there is also health, there are also healthy obsessions. And I don't think that I am building my business from a place of unhealthy obsession at this time. I just don't. Like, I will break away. I will spend days where I do nothing that I don't want to do, right? So, I don't I don't know. Maybe I'm toxic. We're toxic. <laughs> this is bothering God me. I'm triggered. <laughs> no, it, I, I think... And it, it was like... I was like that, like, even before Pluto came. You know what I mean? Me too. Me too. Now, let me tell you this. I was, but see, I am obsessive. I'm sorry, Brad. I am obsessive that. over anything that I love. So like you right now, the way you feel about your daughter, Sarai, I was the same way with Deja. I love being a mother and her growing up. I loved her needing me. I loved somebody to take care of. I think Deja saved my life a few times and she certainly was the catalyst for for improving my life, right? And then I remember um, 
starting to feel her senior year of, of high school was really difficult for me because it was the last. Like, it's like, this is the last parent-teacher conference. This is the last recital, dance recital that I'm going to dance even, you know, her senior year. This is the last of everything. And it's this world of now I have to let her choose to go to a completely different state and go to college. And even the first year, maybe the first two years, she's, she's, she's a junior now. The first two years, the first year I was depressed. Like I was done for because at first she would call and then she'd forget to call and then it'd be, okay, I'm, I'm a couple hours late calling and I could just see the gap getting wider and wider and wider. And I remember people telling me when she was small to have a healthy obsession with your child because one day they're going to go and grow and get their own lives and you are going to be left stuck in this feeling, right? People would tell me, no, Donnie, you should date. You should do this. You should do things with your life. And I'm like, no, it's all about my daughter. And they'd be like, wait, wait, because as soon as she's gone and has her own life, you're going to leave and feel empty. And so that's how I felt as a parent, so much so that I will do it all. I desire to do it all over again. That's how much I love being a mother to nurturing something that needs me. I'm the same way in my business. Like, I love this. And even though sometimes this brings me a little bit of overwhelm, I'm going to start another business with mm-hmm. you and yeah. then another bit. Like, this is just, it's just in me. And if I didn't have these things, if I never had my daughter, if I never had my businesses, I could not imagine what my life would be. It's like, I look at people who have nothing, sort of speak, Right. And they agree that they have nothing. I look at people who feel like I don't have a purpose. I don't know what my purpose is. I don't have people like I don't have friends. I don't have family. And I just feel so bad for them. Like I could not imagine not having stuff that I'm responsible for. And I don't know. Is that healthy? Is that toxic? What is it? I don't know. I think the um, the way I lead my life is... The goal is to be happy, but not overindulge in the things that make me happy. Yeah. Right? So, obviously, being an entrepreneur makes me happy, but obviously, there's a line of overindulging, right? Do I always want to stop working and spend time with my family? No. You judging me? A little bit. I don't. But sometimes, I will put it all down and just spend time with my family. So the me me chasing the thing that makes me happy 24/7 could be super toxic. Mm-hmm. It could be detrimental to my family, it could be detrimental to my health, it could be detrimental to my uh my, you know, my relationships with people. So a lot of times we'll obviously we do this. This is work kind of. Mm. Is it though? I mean in the grand scheme of things, it's work. We're having conversations that we would normally have privately, publicly. Correct. But we have to be here at a certain time. We, we do, do it for a certain amount of time. But we're very, like, conscious of always figuring out, yo, where's the date night? We are. When are we going to get together? Like, yeah. when are we going to just hang out? So we do that, too. But I don't know. I don't know. King Energy would probably say... Hug a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Hug a tree. <laughs> And let the energy from the tree guide your path. 
Sorry, tree huggers. I'm not making fun of you guys. I'm just, I'm going to try it. Is tree hugging a thing? Like, is that it a culture? Is. There's a whole festival for tree huggers. No way. What? I'm sorry. Come People again. People have what with trees? I'm looking that up right now. Yeah, I need to look that up. I mean, because that sounds painful. <laughs> People Go do? Joe said people... Okay, whoever looks at my Google search history... I'm not... Yeah, I'm not searching that one. But people, I'm going to say tree hugger society. People have sex with trees. I am Googling it for the record just in case, you know, the, for the feds. That hurts. That got to be painful, though. <gasps> it's called dendrophilia. Let me see it. How you know, Joe? <laughs> what does what does your YouTube He's search like, yeah, look yeah, like? Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Maybe like how you know, Joe? <gasps> People are sexually attracted to trees. Oh, because I'm think. Well, this picture shows like the root bottom of the tree, and it looks like a booty in that photo. So maybe they're looking at it and. <gasps> <laughs> Wow. There is a, it's <laughs> called erotic experience with nature. No. <laughs> King Energy, what do you have us doing over here? I take it back. I'm not hugging no damn Look trees. Donnie, that's crazy. All right, I can see. You, Yo. you, just, you just took it there too. With the, I'm going I'm to take my robe and I'm going to open it up and I'm just going to like feel it. That's crazy. Because if you start liking it and it's like a, a, a stimulant, you become the person If y'all see me in my front yard doing this. <laughs> wow. So, okay. But anyway, see, that's the thing. Like, it's just, all right, what is a tree hugger personality? Typically, those concerned with protecting the earth and its resources have been dismissed and branded as overly emotional and, ir and irrational tree huggers. When we call someone a tree hugger, the image conjured in our minds is that of a crunchy, Natural deodorant wearing white hippie who quite quite literally crunchy? hugs trees. <laughs> Why he gotta be I crunchy that. though? That's just Google. <laughs> oh, oh, you know what? Tree hugger is a is a uh, derogatory term. Well, I don't know because there's a tree huggers ball. There's a tree huggers fest. Dang. There's a tree huggers planting festival. Look, it says why is tree hugger a derogatory term? In some regions, the terms hippie and tree hugger are sometimes used interchangeably along with the pre, the pejorative, pejorative dirty hippie. When these terms are used as epithets, epithets, that's epithets, they are often meant to describe people with values which are viewed as naive, obstructionist. Dave is not the classmate you want to read out loud. Or simply irritating. All right, so, okay, for everybody that we call tree huggers, we're sorry. I am not sorry. People who hug trees are tree huggers. That's like Joe Rogan saying, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> it's a derogatory term. You can't, you've got to apologize for using a der it derogatory term. It slang, what I saw. It didn't say derogatory. It said slang. Okay, but anyway, I'm sorry people, too. okay, Whatever. well. So, yo, here's the lesson, I believe, that people take things to the extreme. Maybe we take things to the extreme. People, maybe not, 
not some people may understand the healing properties of sage and they take it to the extreme where as soon as somebody leaves their house, they got to sage that yeah, joint. Yeah, I know or, people like that and I stay away. That is weird to me. I think that oh, is... Oh, real quick. I'm sorry. I just, I just got to ask this question because I don't want... Okay, go ahead. No, okay. Let me ask the question first. The bowl thing. I see that. Mm-hmm. What is that? You be doing it? You do it? I can't... Of course he's he like it. the third member of this podcast for the last yes, couple. Yes, yes. We need to have him on board as our consultant. Um, since we're made of 70% of water and, and the earth is made up of 70% of water, it helps uh, release any blockages throughout the body because uh, water with frequency, you see the waves in the water. Am I making sense? Do y'all nope. Follow? And you okay. have slow waves, you have fast waves. Yeah. Yes. Rivers move at so certain frequencies. Our body, like rap, it makes you feel a wave. Right. Mm-hmm. Or if you listen to R&B, it makes you feel another way, more chill or rock. So our body reacts to vibration. Basically. Mm-hmm. So that helps with um, clearing up any energy, any blockages within your body, because your body is always in a flow. Right. Your heart mm-hmm. has a flow. Your lungs has a flow. And if you're not breathing right, that can help loosen you up. Because if you're in your mind all the time, like I have a lot of people in my meditation, they're like, well, I can't focus on my own. So the sound helps you relax and tune back in. Okay. I, I didn't know. I honestly didn't know what that. That's not meant. witchcraft. Yeah, it's not. It's just sound. I thought. I don't know what it was. It's intentionally tuning your physical frequency into the spiritual frequency that you wish to be in. Because everything, you cannot, you cannot dispel the fact that sound creates certain feelings inside of you. I agree with that 100%. That's, that's frequency. So when people use a sound bowl, they're creating a certain sound at a certain frequency to force their energy to shift in a particular direction. I didn't even know it was a sound bowl. All <laughs> I, I just see the bowl with the little stick joint and it's like... It'll change your frequency. Okay. That's what well, I, I mean, and there's music that uses it as a main instrument. Yeah. That uses the sound bowl? Yeah, like you'll listen Where? to like... Indian music, but even in hip hop music, they use different sound. I mean, a tambourine and a sound bowl aren't different. They just eject different emotions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I just didn't know what it, I didn't know it was used for sound. Okay. Now it makes sense because you're you're doing it and you're just trying to get in a soothing. Yeah. And it's okay. like drums, right? Why do we like drums so much? Because it takes us back when we were in the womb, listening to our parents, our mother's heartbeat. So that's why we love drums so much. It's the same. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, different cultures. We the only ones like that, though. Well, so. because we are. Yeah. <laughs> so why is it that that no, I, I was? Because our hearts. But I was gonna say something different. Huh? Our hearts pump different. Mm. I don't know. I'm so what? Other cultures. He's hearts? really receiving it. Like man, she's on to something. Yeah, I was I'm joking. Saying, <laughs> That's, that's like saying, oh, like other cultures, their hearts beat off beat or something like that. Oh, beat. <laughs> they, the, they come out the womb off beat. But they you know, care. we set the trend <laughs> as a people. But you know, think about Asian culture yeah. where meditation <sighs> and spirituality is like really, really practiced openly. Mm-hmm. And you think about Asians who, Asian culture, who, you know, all cultures do the healing practices, but when you think about people go to Asia in, in places like that for meditation, for uh, uh, sound healing and things like that. So maybe their day-to-day practices, they're around those frequencies so much that 
things like drums wouldn't be present to them because their bodies or prevalent for them because their bodies are doing something different based on their predominant energy source, right? But, but I know, like, I listened to, I mean, I listened to a lot of uh, Jeezy. Okay. I also listened to a lot of contemporary and classical music. Uh, so maybe that's why my child is kind of all over the place. She likes all kinds of sounds because I didn't know. People said play the classical music to make them really smart. But then I was like really conscious about I want her to be really smart, but I want her to be really hip too, really relatable. So Jeezy was good today. Um, <laughs> we, did, <laughs> we did different things. You know what I mean? So I get where you're going with it, but you're but, taking it too far from me right oh, now. Yeah, <laughs> but he, he said we like drums because... We heard our parents. Well, think about the ultrasound. When you hear the ultrasound, doom, 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 doom. I feel that, but not every culture is in the drums like that. They are to a certain extent because even the rockers, right? The rock band. Is it drums or bass? It's the bass. It's the drums. I mean, because I'm talking about a bass, uh, a bass, a string bass. Ejects that same type of vibe. Bass drums. Bass Horns, if that's a thing. It was reaching. It was reaching. A little bit. It was a little reach. Now, come on, King Energy. Facts only. (laughs) It was a little, come on. Yeah, he's doing good, man. That was a a reach. But But I, I, no, I I do agree with music changing. And now that I know that the bowl is for, it's producing a sound that's supposed to be more relaxing and helping. Okay. So, how about this? I'm going to do a, a event with Sound Bowl. Only if y'all open to it, mm-hmm. I would love to have y'all. Okay. Here's the thing: it might, uh, it ain't gonna be just sound bowls, and I can't, I can't, says, I can't get to you with it, because it ain't gonna be just sound bowls. It's gonna be all kind of stuff going on. I'm just joint. sitting still and meditating. So I am very, very intentional when I meditate and I plug into frequency, and I prefer to qualify the room, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's not just what's coming from that sound bowl or that meditation, but it's also, I don't know who I have around me. And I don't do witchcraft, right? So, but there are people who do witchcraft that are into sound bowls and healing frequencies. So I would love to learn more about your group. I can't just agree to go. It's not a group, it's me. Oh, it's just you. Yeah, I'm the one that. You borderline witchy, though. I'm just kidding. I mean, <laughs> yo, you know what? Got me crazy? out here hugging trees. You know what's crazy? I actually met a witch. We were at, um, we were at, I was in Arizona, actually at this mastermind, and like she was like, "Yes, I do witchcraft, of course." And it so was just a person mad. who does witchcraft is a witch. Is that what makes you a witch? She called herself a witch. That's what I'm asking. She what, called what herself makes like a, a sorcerer or something like oh. that. Did you know the name witch comes from wise woman? Back See, then. I told you. I told you he's a. From so what's the male witch called? It's called uh, oh sorcerer. Yeah. Are you a sorcerer? Nah. So she told me she's a sorcerer. So it was crazy. It was. Oh. Let me not use the word crazy, because I, I use the word crazy as like, wow, it's just amazing. So don't. Different. I wasn't yeah. Like yeah. So it was wild. So. Don't she use the word was wild. Saying, How can I? It was different. It was interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. And probably so, how she was saying it like it was normal. You like. Real normal. Yeah. I don't so know this, if I could have had a conversation once somebody told me they were a witch. No, and it was it might like be based the, on the fact of what TV has shown me a witch to be. No, it was at the end of the conversation where she revealed that this is what she's doing. Because I'm like, it's a group of us, 
And a couple of those people said, because she like heals entrepreneurs or something like that by dealing with past something lives. or issues. Huh? Past lives? Nah. Okay. <laughs> He's... Have a seat, Kenny. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, go to that. Have a seat. Yes, yeah, Past lives. So, yo. Yo, we got into like all type of conversations. Hey, Ouija board. This, 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 this is what happened. This like true story. So we're there and it's a couple people that she had worked with. And she works with people on a, on a certain level. And then she said when they're ready, they do psychedelics. And like eating mushrooms and stuff? Mushrooms, molly, all that stuff. Oh, but it's not a drug experience. It's release. You're you're separating yourself from yourself, so you can kind of see and go into another realm. It was just, it was different, right? Did it make you want to try it? No, not at all. Okay. But again, culture. All of them had the one guy was like, it's it was a it was a it was a, a pharmaceutical term that they use, and the guy was like. You know, in, in these healing practices, it's called this, whatever that pharmaceutical. He's like, but when you're at a party, it's called Molly. You know what I mean? So it's the same thing. Anyway, so this is before I got, so they're just talking like service level. I help entrepreneurs kind of like deal with, um, you know, past hurts and things of that nature so they can succeed as entrepreneurs. I'm like, and she's talking about it and I just didn't understand it. I couldn't get it, but she had some clients there and they were trying to explain. I said, I don't understand. She's like, yo, I can help you. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm thinking this is going to be like a therapy session. <laughs> no, no, no. No lie. I'll tell you. So I'm I'm there. <laughs> it's crazy. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Can you imagine the moment at which you realize? I tell you. She's like, yo, I can, I, can, I can work with you right now. I'm like, bet, run it. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll rock with you. So she's, <laughs> yo, I, I, I'm not making this up. No. So she says, um, she said, you can either hold out your hand or not. I'm like, I'm not. And so she, yo, this, this is exactly what happened. So she closed her eyes. She closed her eyes, right? She says, no, I, yo, y'all think I'm making this up. I promise you I'm not. I promise you I'm not. Yo, I'm telling, this real life happened. And she said, she said, are you, uh, she said, there's something in your throat right now. She said, there's some energy in your throat right now. <laughs> I, did, I should have paused her for sure. But what's wild is, I start swallowing. I'm like, <laughs> yo, I, Okay, I feel, I, I mean... I mean, I feel... I'm going a little soft. Anybody got water? Anybody got a little water? You started feeling stuff in your throat. <laughs> She's like, that's energy. It's something you got to deal with. It's not allowing you to, like, express yourself as an entrepreneur. I said, I'm done. I'm done, ma'am. I said, I, I, I was like, okay, well... I, okay. It, it just got weird. It just kept going... And I was like, I was actually praying. Like, I hope I'm not. I'm, uh, yeah. Anyway, that was kind of like <laughs> some of the stuff that she does. And she like, she'll touch people and like feel them and get like they vibe and find like what's going on in their past. And she, at the end of the conversation, we had like some more drinks or whatever. Well, she had some more drinks. And oh. what? 
we had more drinks of I what? mean, we're all at the table. Oh. And, like, were the, you ordering from her stash of drinks? I was or? not ordering. A, actually, she pulls out this. Um, no. It was like a little jar. It was like water that's supposed to help you do something. It's like natural healing. You know, it has the little dietary supplement. I'm like, she's like, yeah. And everybody tried it. I'm like, mm, I'm straight. But that's but after that conversation, she has a couple more drinks and she starts talking about how she's she does do witchcraft and she's a sorceress. Sorceress? Sorceress. Sorcerer. Sorcerer. Yeah, something like that. I'm and then just- we started talking about like past life. And she says, I cannot make this stuff up. So she says, um, huh? She so said. She that. said. Yeah. So you had a past life? I feel like it's not just one life. Okay. All right. That's cool. So, I mean, you're a sorcerer a little bit. I don't know. A little bit. I mean, but some people might consider you. So anyway, she said, so we start for some reason, we started talking about the afterlife. And she says, I'm like, okay, so what happens when you die? And she's like, well, I've I've been there. I got it. This is making me very uncomfortable. I am very uncomfortable. David, and I'm you like, had a connection with a, this. I movie. didn't have a connection with anything. I'm, <laughs> like, I'm interviewing. Right? So she's like, I was like, okay, so what happens? She's like, it's nothing. It's nothingness. She said, actually, nothing that we're looking at right now is anything. It's all nothing. It's all nothing. And when you die, it's just an unexplainable nothing. But I'm like, there's something there. She's like, no, it's nothing. But are you there? She said, yes, I'm there. You're something. No, I'm nothing. Even like this, only the only thing that matters is the moment. And then it just got so all over the place. And then, um, yeah, I gathered this story for this podcast. You got to go to the mic. Do we need King Energy at the mic? He's I mean, a sorcerer. I didn't, I didn't know. I'm not that guy, okay? I'm a follower of Yeshua. So I'm sorry, who? I'm a follower of Yeshua. For those that don't know, that's Jesus. Oh, so I thought it was Yeshua. Yeah, uh, I, I pronounced that word differently. I'm sorry. No we're, we're on the same track again. Um, but you know, when people take medicine for headaches and stuff, that's witchcraft. Mm-hmm. You know that, right? Because anything synthetic, yes. So they put, they come, they go in the lab. Well, I don't know that it's witchcraft. I know that it's modern medicine, okay. and I know that some demons are behind modern medicine. Absolutely. There you go. Some demons are behind modern medicine? Absolutely. Uh, Like certain types of medicine, you know, I mean, who to cure your headache, we're going to fix the headache, but you might end up with heart failure and kidney failure and, uh, but we'll fix the headache. No, no, no. Okay. If you take some Tylenol for a headache, obviously that has some sound. No. Not sound effects, but like side effects. If you're hungry, that's like, yo, I'm going to eat it. I'm going to cure the hunger, but it might make you fat. There are some so, pharmaceutical demons. There are... I can agree with that. There are chemists and, and companies and who've hired chemists and scientists that put you on medication to be addicted to this medication for a constant need, and then you'll need other medication, and it's a strategy. It's a value ladder. Let's get them on this because we know in two years they're going to need this, and now we have a lifelong person paying us money. That's what they do at CHIPS. Oh, absolutely. Food. That's drugs. It's drugs. Yeah. That's why did you like talk, that water did we talk so about, much. Did we talk about entrepreneurship at all today? We did. A little bit? We did talk about... Um, Real estate? <laughs> we, we, little we, addiction? We, we talked about addiction. And to wrap that up, I don't feel like what you or I do and how we operate in our business is 
necessarily a dangerous addiction at this point. I think that once our friends and family or even ourselves begin to notice that we're so in tune to this, that we're out of tune from everything else. We don't know what's happening around us. We're missing moments unknowingly, you know, because you can intentionally choose to miss a moment because I'm in this season. But we're out of tune. We aren't showing up. We're not taking care of ourselves the same way. At that time, I think that you have to start saying, okay, there's a problem with this. But I think what we're doing right now is simply building our startup businesses. And this is the energy that in my business it takes right now. Yeah, for sure. So we're good? I think we're good. We're good. We're doing. Y'all think we're all right? We're all right. We're not. Do we seem positive. like unhealthy, overly obsessed entrepreneurs to you guys? Good, Thank good, you. Good. You want yes. to say something, Joe? Mike. Oh. Man, this. Thanks, Reese. That's the loudest I've ever heard him talk. That's crazy. <laughs> he don't never That's raise. He has a voice, right? <laughs> to Donnie's point, um, it happens with people in corporate as well. Yeah. So they're working all the time. They forget about their kids. They forget about you know their spouse and things like that. They forget about taking care of themselves. But nobody ever says something's wrong with you. But because you're working hard on your business, now it's like, you're doing too much. You're thinking too much. You made it to this point. Isn't that good enough? But people climb the corporate ladder ladder all the time. And this is what they do. They say, my job first. This is what I'm going after. You know what's interesting? People get to a certain place in corporate America (laughs) as they're climbing up these ladders to where they actually have this false feeling of ownership. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a whole different podcast. But Mm. in corporate... They'll go harder. Like people have deferred, people do it every day. They're deferring their dreams because they of this entitlement that they have to this false sense of ownership. Exactly. Mm. You and know what's crazy though? They go hard, really, sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, no, go ahead. I was just going to say what she's saying is absolutely true. So we see it all the time. We're working with executive coaching clients and they're like, you know, no, this is mine. I have to do this. It's my project. And they take so much ownership in it that they forget that, I don't own any of this. None of and it. And I can be released from this place at any time. So. Yeah. yeah. I love what you're doing with the ombre of the braid and the boot, how you pulled out all together. I see what you got going on. And I didn't mean to come at your cross at all earlier. Not, not a cross. Because I was talking about crosses and I didn't. Probably not a fan. Oh, that says faith. Oh, it says yeah, faith? It says faith. Oh, okay, good. In, oh, okay, in the good. shape of a cross. I get it. I don't know that I have um, ever. I was going to say something to uh, that point. Not at that point, but um, yeah, we climbing yes. today. So I, be- <laughs> I, I think so. Remember, well, maybe we don't remember. 50, 60, 70 years ago, people. None of us remember that. That's what I'm saying. Well, you're the closest. 50, <laughs> 60, 60, 70 years ago, right? Um, people took great pride in doing their work, and yeah. it wasn't about owning the company or ownership. And people were happy. Mm-hmm. But now some people feel like they have to own something to be happy. Maybe because they don't, they not because they want to own it, but because society nowadays is pushing, pushing ownership. Does everybody need to own something? I don't think so. I don't know that I needed to own something necessarily. I don't know if that's my motivating factor. Now that I'm in ownership, I need to own Well, and no, I don't know that I pursued this path just to have ownership. I wanted control of my time. I wanted to 
live my life on my own terms. And that's what we're building every single day. Now, the more and more that I acquire, the truth is, the more I am learning that personal ownership is dangerous. (laughs) You don't want personal ownership of much. Nothing, really. As much as you can relinquish to other entities, that's what you want to do. But it was never like, I just have to own, own, own. I really, truly was desperate to be in control of my own time. Yeah, I really think if... Yeah, you're right. I get it. And I I wanted to really like what I was doing. Like, even when I worked in corporate, I liked what I was doing, but it's difficult to stay in a place where you like what you're doing and you don't like the people that you're doing it with. And the people that you're doing it with are treating you unfair. So I I started... my, My first business out of corporate was my property management and luxury concierge service. I did that in addition to... MLM at that time because I loved what I was doing in that space so much. But then as I grew into that, I realized I do like what I do, but there's still this time factor. And so what am I chasing here? And I realized it was to be in control of my time is what essentially does it for me. And that's why I now, you know, when in building business, that's why I get, uh, I experience anxiety more than I ever have in life. When I open my calendar and I've got all this stuff, especially stuff I didn't agree to or put on my calendar like somebody else mm-hmm. did. And I'm like, what is all this stuff? I don't feel in control of my time. That's that, real. For me, that's what it is. That's real. I don't want people that's watching this. You do not got to be the boss. It's actually stressful and it's a lot of anxiety. And if that's not something that you want for the sake of what makes you happy, because some jobs will make you happy. Mm-hmm. Because you don't got to think of what I need to do. Right now, we have to think of what time I need to do this, how I need to get it done, how often. When you go to a job, you know the job. You're there for a set amount of time. You know you're actually in, you're actually working a job in more control of your time than most entrepreneurs because you know what you have to do from this time to this time, and you've got the rest of this day. You know this particular time frame from, from five to nine in the morning, you got the weekends to do whatever you want to do. So, and some I'm not people sorry. are just lucky enough to, some people really are. I remember the beginning stages of building my businesses where I'm like, yo, I could really just keep searching for the perfect job because some people seem to be in a position where you're making the good money, you've got a great team around you, your leadership supports you and and appreciates you. You know, they acknowledge you for special. Like there are people who are in that place and that is great. I just never, and I don't think for me because the pathway that I was on in my corporate career just didn't bring me fulfillment. So not only was I looking for control over my time, I think I can spend more time in my business than I was comfortable spending in corporate America because what I do now brings fulfillment. Like, I feel like my life means something. That song that Beyonce released, um, when she released that song, I remember the first time I called I Was Here. Mm -hmm. The first time I heard that song, the first time I heard it, I was like, finally, somebody put how I feel about my life into words and into a song that's really catchy. That's how I felt. Like, I would just, I, I was thirsting for feeling like I would be left in somebody's history book. Mm, that's real. That's real. That's good. I'm going to start pushing job ownership, man, because every every store I go to, man, ain't nobody there to help me. That's going to be my new initiative. Get a job, man. On the lows, nobody's around. Where are you guys at? Come help me. I need a sink. 
not everybody is meant to be an owner. I mean, we both employ people who technically have jobs, which is why I no longer promote uh, the, you know, jobs suck. I used to fall and say, why would you have a job? As an owner, you need people who desire to have a job. hundred <laughs> percent. And if everybody, I, I mean, the world just can't operate off of everyone being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just feel like, I really feel like what's, what's pushing, and maybe we help this narrative, we're pushing entrepreneurship and people in their mind, they think that's what I want. Because maybe your current position isn't what you want, mm-hmm. but do it on your own maybe really ain't what you want. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, got, it's about finding out what makes you happy. It's all about what makes you yes. happy individually. There's like, you know, even if you were to join somebody's membership group that was designed to make, to help you discover what makes you happy, that thing for everybody would be something different. Yeah, sure. And if you're in a group like that and they're suggesting that this thing is the only thing that can make you happy, get out of it. Because happiness for everybody is different. Burning sage make you happy? Burning sage, uh, first of all, I love the smell of it more than anything. I love the smell no, of I've, sage. You know, I've never heard somebody talk about the smell of sage. I love the smell of sage. I love to cook with sage. Like sage in a home-cooked burger is a secret weapon, okay? Mm. A little sprinkle, a little sage. So sage makes you happy? Powder. I don't, yeah, I mean, I like sage, but I don't, I don't believe that... Um, I don't believe that I'm casting out demons when I walk around with sage. I literally, sometimes I just wake up on a Saturday or Sunday and I'm like, I'm feeling good. I'll turn on my frequency music. I got my sage going through. It's it's a ritual for me that means what I have intended it to mean. That's crazy. Now I see you just... I do. I'm like, hey, you know, doing my little... (laughs) But I I actually, when I'm doing my sage, if this is my sage stick, I do this a lot because I really love the smell of it. Mm. And because of its healing properties, you know, that's, that's what I'm into. Cool. That's good. Are we done? We are done. We are out of here. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. This episode is sponsored by, I don't got a long one, themorningmeetup.com. It's already the most amazing community you'll ever uh, be a part of. So go to themorningmeetup.com, see what it's about. I want to talk to you. I'll talk to you every day. Monday through Friday, I'll talk to you every single day. Just try it out, themorningmeetup.com. Donnie. Yep. Episode is also brought to you by Post to Paid and Six Figure Accelerator. Post to Paid is for entrepreneurs in the service based in, in any service based industry that provides a transformation. If you're struggling to post content online, you don't know what to say in your captions, you don't feel like it's working or connecting or converting into cash. Post to Paid is where you want to be, and to join that. You can text 404-737-2767. It's only $37 a month. Uh, and then also Six Figure Accelerator. For those of you who are break, want to break into the information world, you want to figure out how are coaches and course creators and consultants suddenly making multiple six figures, seven figures even, then Six Figure Accelerator is where I help to develop you as a coach, consultant, or course creator from scratch. Six Figure edu.com the word six s-i-x figure edu.com and lastly you guys know by now that david and i have created a brand new podcast segment called the brain picker podcast brain picker podcast the brain picker podcast it is super lit and we are helping people in real time in front of a live audience with whatever area they need help in specifically in their business. We both basically um, coach for one hour on this podcast about whatever it is that you want to talk about 
professionally. And through it, we've been able to help people create some success very quickly already. It's not even been two months that we've been um, in with Brain Picker Podcast. And we've got people who have made a lot of money, gained a lot of followers, got clarity in their business models and accomplished what it was that they needed to accomplish. How do they get the information? Go to brainpickerpodcast.com. Simple. Go to brainpickerpodcast.com. All right. So make sure you share this podcast with someone. Okay. Don't keep good stuff to yourself. Okay. Whether it's social proof podcast or brain picker podcast, just share it with somebody. All right. So we got to, we got to get out of here, right? We, we got to go, go to the bank. We got some monies to handle. There it is. Y'all have a good one. Peace. Bye. Come join the most amazing live mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs every morning. Let's go. The, the Morning Meetup. Do you have a business idea you need to get off the ground? Do you currently work a nine to five and are looking for supplemental income? Come and network with like-minded individuals and take your business to the next level. Every morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with David Shand and friends. Try The Morning Meetup today for just $1. Head over to themorningmeetup.com. That's themorningmeetup.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.